0: Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles. And um, in our last session, we read um, Acts chapter 20. And Paul had told the Ephesian elders that uh, they would not see him anymore. And, um, you know, there had been some, some, some sorrow and weeping, and they accompanied him to the ship as he was leaving, and he's heading to Jerusalem. So we're picking up here in chapter 21. And that's the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 21. And when we had parted from them, now notice the we here. Luke, is Luke, the writer of Acts, is is traveling with Paul again. I think we noted that previously but just want to make sure that we're aware okay so and when we had parted from them and set sail we came by a straight course to Kos and the next day to Rhodes and from there to Patara and having found a ship crossing to Phoenicia we went aboard and set sail when we had come inside of Cyprus leaving it on the left we sailed to Syria and landed at Tyre for there the ship was to unload its cargo entire and having found I see, no and having saw out the disciples we stayed there for seven days now that's the entire and through the spirit they were telling Paul not to go to Jerusalem when our days there were ended we departed and went on our journey and they all with wives and children accompanied accompanied us until we were outside the city and kneeling down on the beach, we prayed and said farewell to one another. Then we went on board the ship, and they returned home. When we had finished the voyage from Tyre, we arrived at Ptolemais. I'm going to say Ptolemais. That's the best I can do. And we greeted the brothers and stayed with them for one day. On the next day, we departed and came to Caesarea. And we entered the house of Philip the Evangelist, who was one of the seven, and stayed with him. I think he was one of the seven, if you remember, the seven deacons they appointed early, or servants. Um, I'm sorry, my court is called, pardon me. Okay, so, um, let's see. So I lost track. I'm very sorry. He had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. While we were staying for many days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea, and coming to us, he took Paul's belt and bound his own feet and hands, and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit. Yes, thus says the Holy Spirit, This is how the Jews at Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the people there urged him not to go up to Jerusalem. Speaking of Paul, they're trying to talk him out of it because they know he's going to be in trouble. Pardon me just a moment. Then Paul answered, What are you doing weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be imprisoned, but even to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And since he would not be persuaded, we ceased and said, Let the will of the Lord be done. After these days, we got ready and went up to Jerusalem. And some of the disciples from Caesarea went with us, bringing us to the house of Nason of Cyprus, an early disciple with whom we should lodge. When we had come to Jerusalem, the brothers received us gladly. Thus all will know that there is nothing in what you have been No. Thus all will know that there is nothing in what they have been told about you, but that you yourself also live in observance of the law. But as for the Gentiles who have believed, we have sent a letter with our judgment that they should abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols and from blood and from what has been strangled, and from sexual immorality. Then Paul took them in and the next day he purified himself along with them and he went into the temple giving notice when the days of purification would be fulfilled and the offering presented for each one of them. So it sounds like they were doing a vow. I've heard something about this before, but I am not up on it. So I'm just going to I'm going to mention it. I think it's a Nazarene vow or something like that. Because they talk about shaving their heads, now, and that's a custom of theirs, and it may be something that's in the Old Testament that I don't remember where it is, um. But um, I could be, you know, I could be wrong. I mean, I'm just saying that I thought I remembered that being called something like that, and uh, maybe we should, uh, maybe I should look that up. But nonetheless, this was a special Jewish custom. Um, I don't know if it's truly a part of the law so much as maybe a custom. But nonetheless um, we'll find out because we're going to, I mean really the New Testament is pretty short and we're we're rolling through the New Testament so we'll probably be rounding the Old Testament here shortly. Anyway I'll move on. I just want to make note of that. There is more to be known here and I just don't know I don't know enough about the vow and what that has to do with I should probably look that up for us but for right now uh, just note that he was doing something here it was a Jewish custom to try to dissuade them from believing he had abandoned their customs and that he was teaching their people to do incorrectly alright so When the seven days were almost completed the jews from asia seeing him in the temple stirred up the whole crowd and laid hands on him crying out men of israel help this is the man who is teaching everyone everywhere against the people and the law in this place moreover he even brought greeks into the temple and has defiled this holy place for they had previously seen Trophimus the Ephesian with him in the city and they supposed that Paul had brought him into the temple so they just assumed he did something wasn't really something he did then all the city was stirred up and the people ran together they seized Paul and dragged him out of the temple and at once the gates were shut and as they were seeking to kill him word came to the tribune of the cohort that all Jerusalem was in confusion he at once took soldiers and centurions and ran down to them and when they saw the Tribune and the soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. Oh my goodness, they just had him out just beating him. See, this is, you know, the old days, we, we were blessed not to live in the old days where you just get yanked out and beaten or strung up or whatever, you know. And we know that used to happen even not that long ago. It still happened and it was wrong. Okay, anyway... Then the tribune came up and arrested him and ordered him to be bound with two chains. He inquired who he was and what he had done. So there's two chains, that's hands and feet. You know, that's how they do when they don't want you to be able to get away. Some in the crowd were shouting one thing, some another, and as he could not learn the facts because of the uproar, he ordered him to be brought into the barracks. And when he came to the steps, he was actually carried by the soldiers because of the violence of the crowd. For the mob of people followed, crying out, away with him. Wow, these people had done their job. They had really stirred up the uh, the folks against Paul. It's it's quite amazing in a way to think about it. In Jesus and Paul's time, um, the Jews weren't really following God's law correctly, and yet they seemed really rabid for violence. You know what I mean? And I think it's because they were under under the rule of Rome, and they didn't want to be under the rule of Rome. I think it um, stirred up a lot of uh, negative things. Anyway, <clears throat> going to move on. As Paul was was about to be brought into the barracks he said to the tribune may I say something to you and he said do you know Greek are you not the Egyptian den who recently stirred up a revolt and led the four thousand men of the assassins out into the wilderness Paul replied I am a Jew from Tarsus in Cilicia a citizen of no obscure city I beg you permit me to speak to the people And when he had given him permission, Paul, standing on the steps, motioned with his hand to the people. And when there was a great hush, he addressed them in the Hebrew language, saying... And believe it or not, that's where they decide to start chapter 22. See, this is one of those crazy breaks. But I'll tell you what, so Paul is preparing to speak to the people here. And that's going to be chapter 22, and we will do that here just momentarily. But right now, that is the end of chapter 21. It's a cliffhanger chapter. I don't know why they did this. It's crazy. But that is the end of Acts chapter 21. I just think it's amazing that these people were so ready to just kill somebody at the drop of a hat. And, and maybe I'm just, you know, maybe I'm just naive. I just... I find it hard to believe people are that easy to, to get into that kind of violence. But nonetheless, um, I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. And remember, we have this cliffhanger. Chapter 22 is coming up. So, uh, <laughs> So thank you very much for listening. And remember, God loves you.